the AI optimist. Enhance and serve humanity. With Declan Dunn. Hey, this is Declan Dunn, and welcome to episode two, an AI prep course that I'm presenting as part of my deal as an instructional designer is I want to teach you how to use AI simply. And one of the first key things that we're facing really is your mindset. How do you think about AI? It is clouding so many people's vision, which is why I'm at the AI optimist trying to actually state a positive case against the possible negative case. And I can tell you, if you want something bad to happen, you can sort of project it into it. Doesn't mean you can't be afraid of AI, but what are you really scared of? So fear and AI respect really go hand in hand. And as we take off into AI, what input and help would a good co-pilot share with you? That's my question here with AI. And my statement is, let's enhance and serve humanity with whatever we do, starting with this pod. I want your feedback and see if what I'm sharing with you makes any sense at all. So as we begin, I want you to play a little game with me called the AI mindset game the ai mindset game so you may think ai is really something crazy and it's going to destroy you in every single innovation from the pc to the internet the same thing we all said the same thing and yes some people are going to lose their jobs but what i want you to think about is ai is something organic ai has been around a while this is our intelligence it's all it's gathering and whatever happens in the future remember those people are just predicting the future okay so I want you to play the AI mindset game with two questions to have you actually think about what you're really going into AI with and how you can take advantage and not be left behind. So here's question one. Why is ChatGPT giving a wrong answer or source? Now, this could be ChatGPT, it could be Bard, it could be any of the, you know, anything that you use. So either on the left, your choice is it's lying or hallucinating, or on your right, not enough data in early AI. So what do you think? Is it lying to you when it makes up an answer out of the blue? Or is there not enough data? The answer is and always will be there's not enough data. And this is very early AI. To be worried about it taking over the world now when it can barely figure out things and has basically learned from pretty average content and very limited human review. There's just simply not enough data. It's not a magic set, even though it appears to be. And remember, what you're actually doing by saying it's lying or hallucinating is what's called anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism is a very simple concept that basically says that you are taking it out and giving it human qualities, it being AI. Maybe what happens in the future, who knows? But let's get off what's going to happen like it's guaranteed this is the human future. And let's think about Jaron Lanier's statement is the most pragmatic position is to think of AI as a tool, not a creature. In fact, he says in this article, there is no AI. And what that means is it is a tool and it's how human beings use it that's going to make the difference. So instead of being afraid of it, understand how am I going to use this or if it's going to impact my career, how can I adapt? Because part of what we're here to teach you about is adaptability, learning, how to change, how to be resilient, critical thinking. So read this New Yorker article if you want, but also with humility, how we use AI is what makes the difference. And in business, there's a company called Shine that's become very famous, Chinese company, very, very 
amazing innovators and in how they take social media conversations, content offline, bring it into AI and are able to predict which products people will like and they quickly turn them into product. So they're actually totally data-driven using AI from the net. But then they're accused and alleged in a lawsuit as well in the US, as well as by this Twitter post of actually taking other people's designs that in all this scraping that they're taking them. So we don't know if Shine is doing this or not, but if they are, it shows how the capacity for using this technology to simply copy and take other things is definitely a threat that we need to be aware of. But on the other hand, if they're not, and they're simply using the voices of the customers, doing this without like really looking at them, just taking what they say on social media, the words, to create a customer profile, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it respects the privacy user and doesn't go into it because you're aggregating an audience. So remember the power of AI. But here's the biggest question. AI is dangerous and will take my job. On the left, maybe, though it will create new jobs. And on the right, yes, and we need to slow it down. Now, this is obviously the common one. And you know, as an optimist, I'm going to tell you the left. But it, the fact is, we don't know. And with deep humility that things like the writer's strike in Hollywood and the actor's strike, where they're actually striking against actors going on set as a background actor and basically selling their image forever. So one pay, you can use me in a movie whenever signed off as many smaller actors are, or writers who are afraid of what ChatGPT and other automated things will do to their writing. And as they say here, ChatGPT doesn't have childhood trauma. That's one of my answers is that that I think is one of the key lock-ins that we have is that it's not human. It's not. It doesn't have emotions. It doesn't have our creativity. There's such an underestimation of what humans can do. And maybe this technology could actually free us and empower some of the things that we do. I mean, it depends. You can look at AI as this face recognition, that it's over your face and they're going to like take a look. And, and by the way, they're doing this in China, the US and Europe, so it's not fake, all right? That's one point of view. Or you could look at it as, what can I do with this to create, augment the world, create a new thing, create a new point of view, have some fun. So as weird as that may sound, as altruistic, I want you to remember that it's really important that your fear doesn't stop you because this change is happening. And whether I say it or someone else says it, the fear, the mindset of fear forces you to avoid it, makes up things about the future. And by the way, this is like, in throughout the history, at least in the United States, the past hundred years, every technical innovation creates the same knee jerk. It's all over. We're not having any more jobs. It's going to take us over. We're going to be eliminated. We have that fear. And I want to say we have to take this seriously with AI. It is amazing. But so many people save 30 to 40% in time and money taking advantage of it. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to really see what's going on and why people are doing these, right? In a Pew Research interview, 18% were more excited than concerned. 82% were a little bit concerned or really concerned about AI. But let me talk to you and bring it down to you now. Because part of what I do as an instructional designer is say, hey, how can I teach somebody to approach this? And any student going into a class is gonna have some problems with a subject like this, especially if they're going in with fear thinking 
that they're going to lose something already before they really even understand what it can do for them, what it might be. So we use a three-step process, dream, realize, and refine. And dream is an open-ended way to share your thoughts, be open without criticism or judgment, realize is to take those and pare them down. What can we do in reality? And then refine. What two or three things can I do in the next 90 days to learn from AI? So one, the very first step to dream is really self-reflection. How can AI help you today? What do you enjoy doing and what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing and what are you good at? I know that sounds really obvious, but we need to know that because some of these jobs will remove automation. Some will remove things that human beings do, like uh, chatbots are removing a lot of customer support because they're quicker and the questions are predictable. That's arguable. But what do you do, not only that you're good at, but where do you feel the most productive? This is really key, most productive, least productive, okay? Most productive. And then finally, what are you looking to improve? Find the gaps. And what I mean by that is really simple. What holds you back from improving? Identify that gap, right? Then two, realize. So now we've taken this and really said, not what can I do with AI? Can I write an article just sort of jumping in? Which is why everybody sells you prompts like that's the only thing. You got to know what you're looking for. You got to know how to ask the right question. You got to do it without fear. So realize, define your business marketing skill sets and skills needing help. I'm using the business example here. You can apply this to anything. Your own career skill sets. What is it that you define? And in marketing, digital marketing skills are all being impacted. Search, pay-per-click, email, social media. We already have a whole world run by AI algorithms. If you want, AI also includes machine learning. I won't get in the weeds. But basically, the algorithms that have been showing you content that's similar to you uh, that you like on YouTube or on Facebook or on Insta or on TikTok are all based on AI and machine learning. So what does this do? What are your skills? Knowledge of marketing tools and platforms. The technical tools are all adapting in the business space. HubSpot just added ChatGPT and its own version to be able to help you write emails there. Google ads are all showing AI versions. You have to be very careful because some of these AI versions are running through networks and they're actually finding a ton of fraud in Google and Meta's audience networks recently. Some people are alleging that they found that. You need to be aware of how AI is impacting it. Data analysis skills. This stuff, AI, is really good at doing data analysis summaries. They're even transcribing meetings, giving summaries and things. All of this is very helpful. And communication and presentation skills. Now, of course, that would apply to anyone. But now that you've taken that out, so you sort of realize which one of these fits in your world. Which one of these will actually make a difference for what you're doing? And so rate yourself on those skills from one to 10. Be honest and objective as possible. In fact, I like to ask people because sometimes you may have a skill you think you have. Other times you may have lost it. And then ask for feedback and get their input on your skills. Now, what you're doing is actually saying, what can I do with the AI? Where can it help me fill the gaps? And pick two or three things that you can use it for. Maybe it's creating images and mid-journey to help your social media like I do. Not a graphic designer, but it helps me get original art. Like this one, I call the AI dance. And I created this because I want to show the organic nature that AI comes out of our creativity is putting all of our ideas together. 
And how can we play with it, enhance and serve? Make that the directive of AI, to enhance your life and serve you. And that's really where you get in the issues of control and other things we'll be describing in the research portion of this project. So the key for you is asking the right question. Ask understanding questions. What works best? What does not work? How and what questions? Ask that. The real key to getting the best out of generative AI and creating content is to ask it. And remember, AI is built on what others have done. And it's a very small sample, as big as it is. It's not getting all the great novels of, that are under copyright. There's a lot of issues there. So Gen AI is a smart copycat, and it's easy to sound like everyone else, which is why you need to take it. Let it help you get past that block, that page that you're staring at, but make it your own. Put your own voice into it, because otherwise, you're just a generic copy in your content of everything else, and that's really not serving you. And above all, focus on the customer, listen to them, and use AI to set you apart, not to copy others. You are going to be able to learn how the customer is doing things, how they are putting things into action, what they're doing. And you could apply this in education. What are students doing? Okay, maybe they're using the, this to content to create like articles and essays. Maybe you could give them to get different opinions, do critical thinking, to use AI as a tutor, to use it to help, but not replace the teacher. What can it do to help teachers? So this is one of the key things with this lesson is not only get beyond fear, but really think about what you're doing with AI. Are you really scared about it? Or maybe AI is actually, maybe it's sort of like a sourdough starter. Do you know sourdough starter breads are hundreds of year old and grow and grow and grow? based on time and experience, just like this. You take this AI, you ask it a question, you've got to like roll the bread. You got to put your hands into it. You got to adapt that prompt. You got to get into discussions, but more importantly, what does it do for you? That's what I'm asking. What does AI do for you? So fear and AI respect means understanding, you can't just project that this is some beast trying to kill you. The other thing is, how can you take advantage of it? And if it is coming for your job, wouldn't you want to know now how to improve it, how to find alternative jobs? That's part of what the AI optimist is here to do, to explore through education, through research, and through providing a discussion where you and I can talk about it. Put your feedback in the comments if you have them. See this on YouTube. You can see it in the podcast. Obviously, you can't see it always in the podcast. Hopefully, I've described it to you. And more importantly, I want you to remember that being afraid is being afraid of change. And this is not something that's going away. So what can we do? Take a deep breath, even if it's scary, turn that fear into resolution, resilience, critical thinking, and adapting to change. The AI Optimist. My name's Declan, and I'm done. See you next time.